You're listening to a Richwood Church podcast. This weekend, we're together again for the first time since March 8th. That's more than three months ago, and that's really hard to believe. And it's been a hard three months. A lot has happened. And so if you're just not ready to come back to church yet, if you're not quite ready to re-engage, that's okay. I just want you to be well. But there have been a lot of struggles. You know, we struggled with COVID-19. We struggled with all of the racial tension after that horrific death that we witnessed with George Floyd. And that's left many of us reeling. But it's against that backdrop and the, the love I have for you that makes being together so life-giving and refreshing. But it's going to be different. You know, we're dealing now with masks. We're dealing with registering for church. Our children's ministry is on hold, and there's just general weirdness. But here we are, three months later, and we're back together. But we need to pick up the pieces. We, we need to move forward into this new reality with a calm sense that God will take us where he wants us to go. And so as we embrace our mission to reach people for Christ in our community, it's important that we love each other well. It's hard enough to love other believers, but when you have a time like this where you're dealing with all of this tension and unknowns and pain and and death, it's even harder. But it's all the more important and it's vital that we do that if we're going to come out the other side of this pandemic as a church that's doing its mission. And I know that's what we all want. We want to be where God wants us to be. And so that's why during our time together, I want to talk to you about love. I want to talk to you about sacrifice. I want to talk to you about seeing others as more important than self. And this is a hard truth, and I've been completely convicted by the passage that we're going to look at. But the only way we're going to thrive in this period of time is by serving, by respecting, and by honoring each other. Now, we've been in this series called Who is God? But I wanted to take a break from that because here we are together, and I thought a great passage to look at would be Philippians 2, 1 through 11. So if you have a device, if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn there. Philippians 2, verses 1 through 11. There are a wide variety of views on this virus, where it came from, how lethal it is, what do you do to combat it, should you gather or shouldn't you gather. There are so many wide-ranging views that it's important that we come together, we look out for each other, and we minister to each other in order to move forward. We honor one another. Now, Paul's writing to a church in Philippi. He's in prison. And Philippi was this, you know, really proud Roman colony. So it wasn't easy to be a Christian in Philippi. They were besieged by false teaching. They were being persecuted. And so Paul knew that during their hard time, that they needed to come together. They needed to love each other. 
And in order to get his point across, in order to make it so that they couldn't turn away from what he was saying to them, he uses none other than our Lord Jesus Christ as the example of how to do that. And that's this beautiful passage in Philippians 2, 1 through 11. And here in verses 1 through 4, he tells us what he wants us to do. So beginning in verse 1, So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So God is commanding us to adopt this ministry of unity, to walk together as one holistic group. And he begins by showing us the tools that we have to do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. So the first point I want to make to you is that the Holy Spirit provides the power to see others as more important than me. That power comes directly from the Spirit. And leading up to this statement in verse 3, to count others more significant than yourselves, Paul lays out four tools that can lead to harmony, and that are realities in the life of a church that is directed by the Holy Spirit. We see encouragement in Christ, and that word encouragement is from the Greek word that means to come alongside, to help, to counsel, to exhort. And then there's comfort from love, and that Greek word is translated comfort because it's a glimpse of God's whispering into the ear of the believer whispering joy and peace and comfort. And then there's participation in the Spirit, and that refers to the commonality, that the hope that we share of eternal life. And then finally, affection and sympathy, and that comes from this deep affection that God has for His children. And after all, we are His children, and that's why we watch out for each other. That's why we minister to each other. That's why we look to the weakest of us and we reach down and we help each other. And so the Spirit's amazing ministry should result in all of us living in unity. Paul says having the same love, being of full accord and of one mind. But it's hard to live in unity during COVID-19 with all these different viewpoints going on. It's hard to live in unity when Politics is all hot button, but we can, and the Holy Spirit is our power to do that. So now that we know what's in our toolbox, Paul tells us what to do next. And what he says here is, I am to decide to see others as more important than me. That's a decision that I make based on a biblical worldview. And this doesn't come naturally because we're sinful, we're rebellious people. But in verses 3 and 4, he makes this command very clear. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. 
So God isn't suggesting unity. God is commanding unity. He's making a a very clear point here through the Apostle Paul that you and I are to make a decision to see our fellow believers as more important. And, And it's hard to do because we're all selfish by nature. But this command so clearly plays out in today's environment, and we have to intentionally do this. So, for example, some right now say it's not wise to come to church. Others are chomping at the bit to come to church. But we don't judge. We love. We listen to each other. Some They don't see any need to wear masks. Some don't leave their homes without a mask. (laughs) But we don't judge. We we love each other. Some are are seeing church as a real risk to their children, and others don't. And so when your child is missing their friends, maybe you, you sit them down and say loving things about that family that disagrees with you. And then whether it's Republican or Democrat, or black, or white, or whether you think we should be singing or or not singing, we don't judge. We love. We listen. And this is such a powerful command that even you CNN people need to love the Fox people. That's how important this is. But this is a divisive time, and so this is so important because we want to come out of this pandemic and we want to be on mission. And so please be an agent of unity. Pray about how God can use you to bring us all together. The Holy Spirit is your power, and honoring each other means lifting that person above yourself. And if there's any question at all about the ability or the urgency to do this command, Paul squelches it by using the Lord as an example to follow. So look at Philippians 2 now, 5 through 11. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So, in this brilliant argument for Christian unity, Paul leaves no way out. Because Jesus is the example. There are no excuses. One can't claim it doesn't apply. Because the Lord Jesus Christ is the example of how we are to love one another. And when Jesus is the example, we have no option but to obey. And this is really a strong argument that that Paul's laying out here. He's saying this. He's saying that Jesus has always been God, far before he became a human person. 
then, without ceasing to be God, he was willing to lay aside the glory of being equal with God. But he never stopped being God. He never ceased to be able to access all of the power that comes with being God. But he sacrificed himself, and that's Paul's wording, is emptied himself by putting aside the glory of what it means to be God. So he's always been God. He always will be God. But he emptied himself of that position for you and me. And and the result of his willing sacrifice was humbling himself to the point of death, even death on a cross. So it was his death on a cross that enabled you and me to have eternal life through belief in Jesus Christ. And then the Father honored him Paul tells us here that he bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that every knee should bow. And I love Paul's wording here, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. That means every being everywhere. And so Jesus is our example. How can we look at this passage And not take it seriously. He emptied himself of the glory of being God. He permanently became a human person. Still in a human body. And he took that human body to the cross of suffering. So that you and I could have new life. And so the very least we can do is love our brother and sister. And the Holy Spirit gives us the power to do that. We have a whole toolbox We can lift each other higher than we see ourselves. We can can see Jesus as our example, and then we take it seriously, and we do it, and we understand how important it is, especially in this time in which we live. So here are some practical things that I know I can work on, and maybe you can too. Here's how we can do this practically. First, I can listen well. I can learn to listen. And, and this goes for any stage of life, any season of life, but especially right now. This past week, I was interviewing for our podcast called Life Support, the present, president of our denomination called Converge. And our Life Support podcast is something that we produce here at Ridgewood. It airs on KTIS 900 AM and at 90.7 FM at 8.30 on Saturday nights. And you can also access it access it on myfaithradio.com and on ridgewood.org. But here's, here's the thing. I asked him, how are we going to get through this, this pandemic? And here's what Scott Rideout said. He goes, I'm telling all of my pastors to call an African-American pastor on the phone and say, I want to grab a coffee. I want to listen and learn what it means to be black in America. And he said, Paul, after our pastors do that, then I say, now you go talk. But only after you've listened. And as I, as I read Proverbs every morning, there are so many aspects of that that just run through that book over and over again. Watch your tongue. Listen first. And so the same goes for differing views on COVID-19. In all these different areas we've discussed, we listen to each other and we can have unity. Secondly, I can meet the needs of someone who's not like me. You know, 
it's, it's easy to love and hang out with people that are just like us, that, that think the same way, that have the same political views. But what about reaching across the aisle to someone that's completely different than you? I remember when I was in an organization called Media Fellowship, we got a tour of the Capitol, and they asked us to, to pray over a couple of congressmen. And they said, Paul, we want you to pray over this Democrat congressman. He looked at me. Here's what he said. You know, you can be a Democrat and be a Christian. And it's true. And we have all different persuasions in our church. And so find somebody that's different than you, listen and learn from them, and then reach across and love them well. And then thirdly, I can use Christ as my example. And this is so crucial. Listen, take a break from Fox and CNN and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and listen to what Jesus is saying to you. Because you're not in the real world when you're on those platforms. But Jesus has an opinion. And Jesus is the one who set the standard. What he did for you is amazing. And what was his mission? His mission was to reconcile men, women, and children to himself. What is our mission? It's to reconcile men, women, and children to Jesus and to each other. And we do that when we love each other well, when we honor each other. So let's be good to each other during this very difficult time. Let's, let's move into the future with grace and strength and a sense of calm. Because we can thrive through this, but in order to do that, we need to serve each other, we need to respect each other, and we need to honor each other. So please, let me pray. God, I just thank you for the truth that comes across here that Paul provides for us, this amazing exhortation to look out for the needs of others. It's so hard in our culture because there are so many views that are just in constant competition, combating each other. People are combating each other. And even in our own church, there's all of these different views of this virus. And, and I just pray, God, that we would look out for others, even if we don't necessarily agree. Unity isn't about agreeing on everything. Unity is walking in love, even if we don't agree. And will you please give us that heart, the heart that you had when you emptied yourself, when you went to the cross in a human body, and the way you minister to us now as our high priest, God. Thank you so much for everything you've done. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Ridgewood Church Podcast. For more faith-based resources or information about Ridgewood Church, visit us at myrwc.org.